0: My name is Heath. I'm the lead pastor here at REACH, and you're here for week two of Wondered Recaptured. And let me kind of give you a, a little um, a reason why we're doing this. Uh, I believe that a lot of times we exit December with little to no thought, don't take this offensively, of the true meaning of Christmas. We think about Christmas, we're talking about Christmas, but most of the time we're missing the main point. And not just, oh, yes, yes, Jesus is the main point, but the reality that the God who created us, who created this rock that we're standing on and all the stuff that we're going to talk about today, specifically, that God thought so much of us that he put himself on this planet in the flesh to live the life that we couldn't so that we could have life with him. And we, as his people should be so enamored by that reality, and sometimes we lose that, and so I wanted to spend some time kind of recapturing that lost wonder. Last week, we talked about David and Goliath and the reality that David had not lost sight of the wonder and majesty and power of the God that he served, and he walked out on that battlefield not thinking of himself and the victory that he would certainly bring, but the reality that as he faithfully served his God, that God would intervene, and he did. And so what I want to do this week specifically is talk about this idea of zooming out. The danger of wonder is that when we zoom in, we lose it. Let me explain that. Most of our lives are so zoomed in that all we see is our little universe, our little world that only involves us, and we're the center of it, and everything is spinning around, and and all we can think about and feel and and everything else is what's going on and happening in and around us, and we lose kind of everything else, because it's all about us. And I'm sure some of you really righteous, holy people out there are going, like, certainly not. But the reality is, is if we're going to be really honest, that happens more often than not. That we zoom in so much that we miss everything. And and when we're the center of the universe, it's easier to think of ourselves, of a little G God. We don't really say that. You don't walk into your, you know, the room with your spouse and be like, Entering the Lord. I mean, if you do, that's weird. And you should stop. <laughs> I don't, because uh, Jody would shut, shut that down really quickly. <laughs> she has a humbling way of really letting me know who I am. In a good way, in a good way. <laughs> but that's definitely not God. But then then we, if we're doing that, when we, we lose this or we forget awe and wonder. And so what I want to do, if you've ever, it's been around for a while, there's a great book written by Louis Giglio that he did years ago called Indescribable. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit, not necessarily about the whole book, but I'm going to talk about a little idea that he had in the beginning of his book of this idea the further that we zoom out of us, the easier it is for us to get a better picture of this God who we should willingly with joy have wonder in. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord my words are going to fall flat in the reality of how big you really are. That even using that word is so pathetic. Lord, I pray that you would help reestablish in our consciousness literally how powerful and wonderful you are. And Lord, so I pray that this morning that you would allow your creation specifically our solar system, and our little galaxy that we're in, I pray that the scale and wonder of that creation would rightly so bring awe and wonder to us as we look forward to next week celebrating your entrance into our world. And so, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes, that you would fix our attention on the thing that is worthy for it to be fixed on, which is your Son, Jesus. Lord, and we thank you for your words and for your creation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so my, my plan is I'm going to show you a few pictures. I'm going to talk about some scripture that puts this into perspective. But I mostly want us to really get a glimpse of how insignificant we are. And that sounds sad because, you know, self-esteem and all that stuff. But honestly, once we look at the how huge our our just our solar system and the galaxy that we're in, the Milky Way, just this little corner of this creation, and how itty bitty we are in that, and still we have a God. That loves us. Still, we have a God that wanted to make it personal. And I think, you know, in, in the reality, He didn't have to create all what He created. But He did. And hopefully, that will expand our view of the God that we get the opportunity to know personally. So listen to this, Psalms 19, verse 1. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Go ahead and go to the next slide. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I absolutely love the stars. Like, I don't think there's anything better than get My, my dad lives out in the country uh, in the middle of nowhere, and there's little to no light pollution. And then if the sky is clear, oh my gosh... I mean, it is crazy. We we think of it like as this thing that entertains us. We look up to it, and and, and maybe you know a few constellations, and you're like, oh yeah, the Big Dipper, Little Dipper. I don't know many of those. Big Dipper and Little Dipper is as far as my star gazing knowledge goes. But looking up at it, it's almost like this thing that we get to look at, realizing that all those little bright dots up there are stars, just like our stars. Some of them immensely bigger than ours ours looks like a little peanut compared to some of the other stars that are out there and and the the light that we're seeing has been coming to us for years, decades, millennium, and we're seeing this little light in the sky and I think sometimes if we're not careful we'll lose that and I, I want us to look in the the grandeur of God's creation and be awestruck. Now, how much care and attention that He puts for us. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without Form and void and the darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. All of what we see, everything that we admire when we look up into the night sky was a creation that was spoken by a God who can. I don't think we get it. I don't think we get the... In, I mean, I think if you honestly, if I had the knowledge to explain the intricacies of how your body works, which I do not, and I'm going to probably, if you know more than me, which isn't hard, I'm probably going to missay some of the things when I start talking about, uh, you know, light speed and all those other things. So forgive me for my... But if 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 I could explain how intricately your body is working right now, and how there could not be a more perfect design for how this works, that right now, without even thinking about it, you're breathing. Right now, your heart is pumping, it's pushing blood all over your body, and right now, your body is di- maybe digesting breakfast that you might or not may not have. Your 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 kidneys are working, filtering all this stuff, all without you thinking about it. I mean, just the creation should spark something in us. Like, I don't understand how people can think that some things get thrown together and then you get this. I don't feel weird right there. I don't mean like, yes, you get this. God's perfection. That's not what I mean. I meant like our bodies collectively. I'll hear about that one later. But... His create, he literally spoke it into existence. These things that we cannot even comprehend. Things that we don't even have to think about that work perfectly. And I'm not talking about... There, there, sin entered our world and now there are flaws in us. That were not in His original design because of sin. But this working right now should spark something in us. Psalms 33 verses 6 through 9. It says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Just like I said a second ago. And by the breath of his mouth, all their host. He gathered the waters and the sea as a heap. He put in, he, he puts the deep in the storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. I think I have another slide up there. Maybe. Is there another one after that? Okay. Like, look at this. Like and that, That's just a segment of the Milky Way. That's just like a piece that we can see from our vantage point. And I'm going to show you a picture in just a second. Of the actual Milky Way galaxy, which there's no picture. It's not like you know, we sent something up there and and we, you know, some astronauts like I got a picture of the Milky Way. They're, they've compiled it by what they know of it and all these other things that I don't even know how to explain how they came to the picture of it. Um, <clears throat> Romans one verses twenty. It says, "For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature." have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. We can literally look at these pictures and go, there must be, there must be something great. I mean, the world is speaking of God's existence. Throw it, I think somewhere, there we go. Okay, so this is, to the best of our ability to comprehend, this is what our our, our our galaxy that we live in. And we literally are a, I mean, you couldn't see it. You, you couldn't see us even if you had great eyesight, but we're literally like a speck over here. A speck, like ba- ba- barely visible. Let, so let me explain. So we don't define measurement, um, especially when we're talking about these expanses in in the words that we use, like meters and feet and alt miles, kind of miles, but not. So let me let me, let me talk about measurement. So I think this will get and you can leave this picture up for a while. It says, how do you measure the distance? That are big, bigger than our ability to comprehend like a light year. So the speed of light is one hundred and eighty six thousand miles per Second. Think about that car, huh? That's fast. A beam of light, just to put it in perspective, can circle the Earth seven times every second. One second, one hundred and eighty-six thousand miles. A beam of light. So, and this is also we can understand how wide this is. So 186,282 miles per second times 60 seconds times 60 minutes. I didn't do this math. Somebody else did. Times 24 hours times 365 days equals 5,874,904,512,000. So I don't have to say that again. 5.88 trillion miles is a light year. One light year. See, the Milky Way, what you see here, consists of billions of stars. And ours is just one of those. And we're just one of the known galaxies. So this isn't like just, This isn't everything. This is just what we can comprehend in our little corner of space. If you traveled 800 and sorry, 186,000 miles per second, it would take you a hundred thousand years—a hundred thousand years—to get from one side to the other. So if you were going to get in a little spaceship and could live 100,000 years, it would take you 100,000 years going at 186,000 miles an hour to go from one side to the other. is that crazy? I mean, and, and if, if, and I'm saying if loosely, I don't believe that there is an if in this, but let's just say for argument's sake, if the God of the Bible is who He says He is, He created this. And I'm not even going to attempt to say why He created so much. I don't know. But I know for this sermon illustration, He created so much so that we could understand how awesome and all-powerful and creative a God is created us that could create this and this literally is just one of the galaxies that we have knowledge of, just one. So let's take this down a little bit more into our solar system. And for all you, you know, people born in at least the 70s and 80s, sorry about Pluto, okay? Okay. It wasn't me, so don't take this offensively. We have eight planets in our solar system, five dwarf planets, 181 moons, and it is 11.65 trillion miles wide. Just us. I mean, there's so many cool videos On This that I think if we I mean, most of them are not written from a Christian perspective, but I think if we can view it through that lens, it will just blow our mind. I've watched so many of them this week. It's just crazy. Earth is located somewhere near the point, you know, that I showed you a second ago. And it's this one little thing. And here's what's crazy. Well, we'll get to the earth. Let me stay in the solar system. We're just a dot in what we looked at a second ago. Our Entire solar system, which is 11.65 trillion miles wide, isn't visible in this picture. And so if you just want, for comparative sake, if you want to compare, our solar system is the size of a quarter, and the Milky Way is the size of the entire North American continent. Throw a quarter somewhere in the North American continent, just, just to give you perspective. And one of the billions of stars is the sun. I and mean, it's not even the biggest, and it's really cool. There's so many, like, other suns and how big they are and massive and what they do and all that other stuff that I'm not getting into. And the sun is orbited by planets in our solar system, and the earth is just one of those. So let's, let's come down a little bit more. <clears throat> and, and this is what our, our billions of tax dollars have gone into researching. If there is other life, like how intricately it is specific about everything of the earth. It's tilt, how far away it is, what type of sun that there could even be, that it has water on it you know water is where most of our life comes from because there has to have water to maintain the atmosphere there has to be uh, it has to be a thinner atmosphere so that it can create all this and if you're a science person I'm sorry that I'm making this so trivial because I don't know more okay <laughs> but what's crazy is that all of these things we can go man earth just happened to be in the right place at the right time or we can go we serve a god who knew who created us in His image, knew exactly what He needed for it to be, to be exactly where it was in the the middle of all this. So that in that speck that He could create, can you imagine? This is what the God we serve can do. And He created us in His image. I mean, this is where I hope you're Getting what i 'm trying to put out there, this is where wonder is recaptured because if you 're zooming in and, and all you 're focused in on Heath and what 's going on in Heath's life and Heath's neck hurts, I did something in my neck last week and and it it hurts and it, like Friday at workout, like I made weird noises and i 'm glad we didn 't record any of it and I found felt like a you know a sad, sad little child um, and He has a cold right now. And so I'd be like, man, I didn't sleep well last night. I got up a couple of times because, you know, drainage and all that other stupid stuff. And and in my little world, I could go, man, why? And the danger is, is the more we do that, the less we gaze and appreciate the God who created us. For his good pleasure. The God who invites us. Into his work. That prepares in us these good works. So that his kingdom can be advanced. Which is crazy. The God who created all this. Invited us into his creation. Of his kingdom. It blows my mind. And let's let's just come back to this. A manse, or a ma- mass of our solar system. <clears throat> if you could drive your car at highway speeds, I know some of you highway speeds are a little different than others, regardless of what the sign says. <laughs> From the sun all the way to Pluto, you know, just throwing that name out there, it's still there. It would take you more than six thousand years to finish the trip just in our little solar system and the same power that created all of that put on flesh because in the perfect design that he made us in with this one little rule do not Eat from this tree. We had everything else. Everything. There was no cold. There was no sore necks in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> like, Eve, I just came today. You know, I had take a personal day. There was no, the, work was enjoyable. Labor had no pain. And I don't mean like work, labor. unto my labor, labor. Uh, on a side note, Daniel and Samantha had a little girl uh, this past week. Eve came into the world on the 14th, I believe, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Seven pounds, six ounces, 20 inches long. You want some wonder? Participate in something like that. I mean, it's just amazing what God can do in and through us. And this is the God. This God had enough compassion... For us that he put on skin and we get to see through the four Gospels, God, because if they were a little confused and sometimes they were, they were a little confused of who God was. God put on flesh and showed him. There was interaction going on with Jesus and one of his disciples, I think it was Philip, and it was just saying, show us the father and we'll believe you. He was like, how long have you been with me? Because if you've been with me, you've seen the father, he's. Telling us, the same God that created all of this. is saying, this is what I look like. I mean, Jesus wept and had compassion for people. He was heartbroken for the situations that were going on. And he had no concern of what the religious system had in place. Because he was creating something that would give people hope that they didn't have before. He was going to people groups that the church, the Jews of the day, would not even interact with. And he was offering them life. And life abundantly. And this is the God that next week, as we come in here on the 23rd, and we celebrate the birth of Christ. Because as much as you want to, like, and I want to, focus on the cross, because the cross is the finale of what God did. It is the proof of His love. There would be no cross if there wasn't a birth. There would be no cross if there wasn't what we are going to talk about next week. <clears throat> so here's the last text I want to go over, leading into what we're going to cover next week. John chapter one, verses one through five It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And, and, and you may not know this, but the word they're referring to Jesus and the word was with God and the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him Talking about Jesus, all things, the the galaxy that we've been looking at, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And in the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. We need to celebrate part of the dilemma why the kingdom of god moves so slowly i believe is because we constantly are people who lose the wonder of how good and gracious and merciful and loving god is and how willing even in our sin nature where we still want to choose the things how willing we are to choose something other than what this loving Gracious Father says, son, daughter, this. And how merciful He is. And I I think sometimes we lose sight because it's been over 2,000 years. We're like, when is He going to bring this to an end? And I I love and I I didn't put this in my notes, so I, I don't remember the reference, so forgive me for this. But it says that He is patient. He doesn't want to lose anyone. If we have to wait another two thousand years so that the hope of the glory of God may reach more people, then so be it. And so, what I want to do, I want to invite our worship team to come back up, and I want to ask you a few questions. Is you've heard this this morning, and you probably thought, "Oh, yes, that's great." You know, it is big, and you know, it's you know one of those scratch your head type of things of how massive, you know, light. We don't think about light years because none of us have gone 186,000 miles per second. And so one of my questions for you this morning is where is your focus? Are you zoomed in on you and your life and your concerns, which I'm not diminishing those. But as long as we're zoomed in on those, we're going to miss the God who wants our attention. And so where is your focus? And where is God asking you to move your focus from? And so here's the beauty, and I think Greg said this earlier earlier you know we literally can sit here during this next song and have a conversation with the god create, who created that that we right now sitting in this room have access to the father by crying out to the son and here's us. and we've talked about this in weeks past where it's like literally we have The son who created all that, that we just talked about in John 1, 1 through 5, that spoke them, nothing would be without. He's sitting beside the father right now, interceding for us, his children. And so you may be saying to yourself, sorry, went a little faster. You may be saying to yourself, you know, why me? Like, why would he do this for me? Why would he go through all this trouble for me? And I honestly don't know. I, 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 I refuse to try to explain things that I don't understand, that none of us really understand. But what I do know is that he's given a picture of himself in here for us. And this is where we know that he has called us to interact with him, that he calls us into this life-giving place. And what I want to do this morning as we go into this last song is is not just... Sing a song, but literally have an exchange. That right now you could be sitting in this room and have had nothing to do with God, actually have been frustrated at things that have gone on in your life and you're angry at God and God could move something in you today and change that heart. Ezekiel talks about that that he prophetically was saying that he would remove our heart of stone and he would put a heart of flesh in us so that we can obey him. And that's what he does for us in salvation. And so you may be sitting here this morning and be like, I haven't chose anything, but something in you is urging you. And, And my only plea to you is have a conversation. Cry out to a God who is big enough to create galaxies, but personal enough to have contact and relationship with us. And So wherever you find yourself this morning, change your focus. Pull pull back for a second. Don't ignore the things that are going on here, but look at them through the perspective of, of a God who has the capacity, just like David when he walked out onto that field to face Goliath, he was not looking at his own strength or ability to win. He was trusting in a living God. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, it is by your grace and mercy that right now all of those things that we described earlier in our bodies are working. That right now we can pull air into our lungs and it, it sustains our body and all these things because of your word are, are working. And Lord, we just want to acknowledge as a people that we take you for granted. We overlook your power and authority and your love and your concern for us by putting our focus solely on us. So Lord, right now, I pray that you would help pull us back enough that we could see your loving hand working in and through all of these things that are going on in our life. And Lord, I pray that this morning that you would open some part of us that cannot acknowledge that if you can create the Milky Way, you can set me free from this body of sin, that you can set me free from a life, that you can make me a new creation, that you can build in me the man or woman that you designed me to be. And so, Lord, we just ask for your grace and mercy. And as we sing this last song, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would do in us what we cannot do for ourselves. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.